serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave your blind hey and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with david and connor david sterling connor ennis i am tony pervenanzi Dave Stevens should be joining us shortly. He uh, made a trip to um, Cleveland. Actually, just outside of Cleveland, like near Canton. He's working outside of there. So um, if anybody uh, is familiar with the 93X Half-Ass Morning Show, go on YouTube and find the Cleveland tourism videos because there's some great videos. Um, They're joking. They're jokes, but they're fantastic. The song gets stuck in your head. No, he just so, had to be uh, there for the Cleveland Browns getting into the playoffs this year. Because that's sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. sure, that's right. That's right. It's the first time in history all the teams on Lake Erie are in the playoffs: Detroit, Cleveland, and Buffalo. Wow! Oh wow! Crazy! I know. Yeah, that's a different stat. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Congratulations to your Packers for getting to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that yeah. that game was a little too close for comfort, but uh, we we mm-hmm. pulled it out in the end. Um, and yeah. now we got to go down to Dallas and face off against uh, our old friend Mike McCarthy down there. Yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned yep. about Dallas. I mean, mm-hmm. they're an up and down team this year. They haven't been great. Yeah, that's true. Game. They have been all over the place. Mm-hmm. They have been they're all over the game. place, but our secondary will not be able to stop Ceedee Lamb. It's it's just not yeah. going to happen. Well, who who can though? I mean, yeah, that's really. Fair. Um, the Vikings. I won't talk about the Vikings. They lost again today, and who gives a shit? Um, it's now soccer season. Um, couple things. We just got a little bit of snow here in the last uh, couple days. We're going to get a little more snow, but uh, Connor, we were just talking before the podcast. We're going to get really cold next week. Yeah. Which would be like the first cold snap of the year. This could really be one of the years without winter, I think. Um, I just don't see us getting a lot of snow and I don't see us staying that cold. Without so, a full winter, I think. You know, it's, I mean, yeah. it, as you said, next week we're seeing temperatures down to like seven or even three degrees, um, which is, which I would say is pretty normal for, for Minnesota during the winter. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's uh, after that, I, I mean that that you really, you really don't know what to expect after not having snow for Christmas this year. No, yeah, nothing. <clears throat> and David is sitting in Florida, and it's been cooler. Right now, yeah. I mean it's unseasonably cool, but it's still warm. Obviously, sixties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dave has joined the podcast. Dave, I did just just yep. in time. Scrambled back from yep. work to get here. Glad to be here. Yep. How's the uh, Cleveland? How's the Cleveland metro area? <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Although I got in last night at about uh, oh I don't know what time was it seven o'clock, and so it was already dark. Got in, drove. I'm actually about just about an hour away, not quite. In uh, staying in Wooster, uh, Ohio. It's about straight south of Wooster. Cleveland. So Wooster. Yeah, yeah. Wooster. So I didn't get to Good see board. much of the skyline. I appreciate you sending me that. Uh, everybody should look it up. That funny hastily made well, Cleveland tourism video. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was pretty funny. That- I uh, got a laugh at that. I even forwarded along to a couple other people that knew I was coming out here this week. So there's, there's actually a second. There's so, actually a second one, Dave. There's two of them. 
There's a Is second. There? There's yeah. a second. There's another YouTube video. Yes, yes. Fun times in Cleveland today. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I did see both buildings as I was flying in. By the way, so yeah. that was pretty good. Let's. You guys uh, talk a little bit. I'm going to try to see if I can find it and then play it on the podcast because it's a YouTube video. So I don't think they give a shit. Um, no. But uh, why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Dave, well uh, I, Dave, how long are you there this time? I um, got out here yesterday, Saturday, um, and, and uh, I'm probably going to have to leave by Thursday, this coming Thursday, just because I'm going to, I think I got another trip lined up to uh, upstate New York um, next week. So I got to get home for at least a couple of days to do some laundry and uh, unpack and then repack. So we'll see. That's the plan. All right. All right. Working at a um, yeah smaller little plant. So it's a small town. It's it's actually kind of nice out here. I've only worked. I mean, I've been through. It's actually quite close to Canton, Ohio, Football Hall of Fame. Um, I've been there before, but uh, haven't uh, spent too much time in Ohio other than traveling through. I went to Canton, went to a Cleveland Indians game. And I've only this is my second time ever uh, working in the state of Ohio. So don't get out here too often. So what's it's, uh, the it's, it's a nice area, though. It's What's the atmosphere like down there now that the Browns are in the playoffs? Well, you know what? I was so busy. I want. I, I wanted to ask because I'm assuming people are Browns fans here, Cleveland, as opposed to because we're a little further away. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we had Cincinnati Bengal fans here, but uh, I think they played each other. I think the Bengals dusted the Browns today, but uh, it, it, a meaningless game for the Browns. But so I'll have to ask around the factory tomorrow and see. You know, take a kind of a poll. Who's a who's a Browns fan? Who's a Cincinnati fan? I'm assuming mostly Browns, and I think they're probably happy and just didn't really care. I mean, it was a pretty. Uh, there weren't too many people at the plant today on a Sunday, but um, the people that were there, I don't think they cared because the game didn't matter at all yeah. for them. So, That's unlike your game, I'm sure you already. I'm sure you already talked about it, but briefly. I mean, we could talk about it again. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, I got I, guys. I, I got. Go ahead. Oh. oh no! I was just gonna say I only um, only saw the score. I didn't didn't even uh, didn't even see that. Uh, didn't follow the game or watch the game. I just saw that they won the game. So yeah. here we go. Here's here's the Cleveland video. Here we go. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland, come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Who knows, you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the fuck still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! That's, that, oh that was that was number one. Now they that made a second funny. one. There's a second one now. Well, number there's number two. Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. This guy has at least two DUIs. The flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. 
We're so retarded that we think this is art. It could be worse though, at least we're not Detroit! Oh man, that's pretty good. Well, there's your yeah. there's your Cleveland Cleveland songs. And, there you go. And like, take a guess, obviously not Alabama. Yeah. Obviously, exactly everybody right. listening, I'm sure I'm sure will want to look up Cleveland now after that in those videos. But I mean, take your guess. To I mean, obviously, they'd be better if everybody's watching them. But uh, take your guesses to when those were made. What year would you say? Well, shit. Well, uh, it's got to be two thousand five, two thousand. Yeah, it's got to be earlier. Say, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Um, and I'll say this just from experience. So I probably the first time, I, gosh, it's been f- probably 15, 16, 17 years since I was here for work. I was probably here for work in the Cleveland area. I think I even stayed in Cleveland probably back in 2004 or five. Then I think it was um, 2012. I came out and actually spent a night or two in Cleveland uh, to catch a Cleveland Indians twins game. Uh, checked out the rock and roll hall of fame. Um Think that, yeah that's here and then um went to, from from there we went down to like can ohio and then uh louisville and where i will say though in that time i think cleveland is a bit underrated and definitely listening to those videos it, it, they've improved let's put it that way so but that was funny to hear with the train still moving industry out of Detroit, out of cleveland that's still happening that they were yes unfortunately mm-hmm. they were yes mm-hmm. yeah well i'm glad you're uh, enjoying the ohio area dave um we are i think uh drinking tonight are we not it's sunday is is, david are you drinking i i am yeah okay good good um well we'll start with david since he's in florida first Um, what do you drink from the land of florida tonight? nothing i am drinking something from the homeland um crazy title town brewing in green bay of course you are. Uh, of course you are. The, the Tundra Tropics Hazy India Pale mm-hmm. Ale. Um, mm-hmm. This is uh, this is good. This is a good beer. 5.4%, so it's like a slammer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Eldorado, Citra, and Strata Hops. Um, really, really smooth. Um, they say it's escape the tundra and enjoy this vacation in a can. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a really good, really good uh, New England IPA. Nice. From uh, the land of uh, Wisconsin. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, Connor, you're not drinking from the land of Wisconsin today, are you? I am not. No. Uh, even though I wish I was right now because, of course, David and I are celebrating our pack making the playoffs today. Um, and of course we're going down to Dallas next week, which should be a, should be a good game. Uh, but I'm drinking, but I'm drinking a, an old favorite from Lupulin. It's called the fashion mullet. And, uh, I think it, we've, we've had this one on the podcast many times before, I think. Uh, but it's, it's great. It's, um, uh, it's, it's just your, a, a, a I've, I've lost my words. Uh, it's it says it's an IPA, but I would, I, categorize it as a west coast ipa it's got that hoppiness and citrusness to it uh 6.5 alcohol and only only 60 ibu i think i'm i think i would have expected a little bit more than that but it's um it's very very tasty and when i went in doubt i always go for a beer like this so uh hats off to lupulin for keeping this one in business fantastic uh 
Dave, did you have a chance to get any beers from the Ohio area today? I did, and but just barely, just barely racing back from the plant after uh, a twelve-hour day. Um, so this, mm-hmm. I stopped at a gas station, a convenience store, mm-hmm. and I uh, was hoping they had a little bit more selection. And I thought they didn't have anything to choose from as far as from local craft beers, but I ended up finding one, the one and only I think that they had. And uh, ironically, it is from Cincinnati. It's a Cincinnati brewery, and I'm. I'm probably two, at least two, two and a half hours from Cincinnati in the southeast part of the uh, state. Like I said, just south of Cleveland, less than an hour. But anyways, what I had to choose from was a a brewery called Rheingeist, Rheingeist, R-H-I-N-E-G-E-I-S-T, Rheingeist Brewery out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So I ended up going with, again, what they had. So I got what they call, it's one of their flagship beers, by the way. So I had that much time to check it out, but it's. It's called Truth. It's an India Pale Ale. And um, I don't know if it's one of the best IPAs I've ever had or it's just because I just got done working 12 hours and it feels good <laughs> to have a beer. But I, I have no com- I have no complaints about it. And uh, we'll see how it goes. It uh, comes in at uh, 7.2%. That'll be interesting because I haven't had a chance to eat all day either. So mm, nice. Well, hopefully that's what I'll be doing right after this podcast. But uh, but yeah, so no no complaints. And I, unfortunately, I, I don't know much about the brewery, but you know it, it you can't go wrong with this one. Amarillo, Citro, Citra, Simcoe, and Centennial hops. So nice, easy drinking, I guess. Easy nice. easier for me. Twelve hours at the plant. So, at least yeah. At least it doesn't taste like Skyline Chili or something like that. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'd try no, that. You can't go wrong. No, you would. David would. I mean, he did the Hormel one. So yeah, yeah. that's right. Idiot. Idiot. Um, I'll I'll finish it up here, guys. Uh, I have a beer uh, that uh, we actually, Dave and I, and our friend Nels went out a couple weeks ago uh, over a Christmas break. Went down to uh, Up Down, uh, the arcade in Uptown. Nice. Uh, I hadn't been there for like five years. Uh, still in my fanny pack with a bunch of tokens in it. Went in there. Um, I totally forgot that their beer wall with uh, local craft beers is very, very extensive, guys. I mean, that place has everything you want for local craft beers and has arcade games. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. So we spent a couple hours there. And then we walked about a block up to Lynn Lake Brewing, uh, which is in an old, I think it's in an old theater. Um and stopped in there. Didn't used had to, a couple beers. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, wasn't it? Didn't it used to be the Lynn Lake Bowl. It might have been Lynn Lake Bowl too. No, oh, Lynn Lake Bowl's down the street. Down, no, no, it's down I the street. So. Oh, it is. No, it's down yeah. the street. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It used to be a Still theater. Okay. Pretty sure. No, the um, Lynn Lake Brewing. I, I think uh it used to be Moto I, didn't it? Or is that something else? Mm, I think it's something else. Yeah. But it was it was a theater at some point. The the, the parquet is still out there. Um, so, uh, we had a couple beers there. I tried their pony boy gold, which is their gold nail, which is fantastic. Um, but some of the names of some of the beers guys are freaking hilarious. Uh, rubbish is the name of their amber ale. Uh, they have one called sideburns, which is a milk stout. And then they have one called suck me sideways, which is a sour. I think Nell's tried that one. Um, and so I went with, uh mojo dojo casa beer which is their pale ale uh new england pale ale uh, and it says it's a barbie world but ken's taking over the house for the day and this is a drink of choice the extremely crushable juicy hazy pale ale would keep you coming back for more 
Um, it is, uh, it's fantastic guys. It is a great, great one. It's only 5.4%, uh, 38 IBUs. So it's not too hoppy. Um, and it's, it's, it's great. Um, I'm enjoying it immensely. So, uh, Little awesome. citron there, a little juicy hazy. It's it's fantastic. So Lynn Lake Brewing Company. I don't think we've had them on the podcast for like a long time. I know I'm it's been a while since we've had Lynn Lake on the podcast. So mm. yeah, I, I personally hadn't had them before before we went mm -hmm. to the brewery. And uh I had you know, I I got a uh, crawler as well, but I didn't bring it with me. If we would have done this earlier in the oh. week, obviously that's what I would have had, but hey. It's sitting yeah. in my uh, refrigerator for uh, the next one. I, you know, mm -hmm. I can't even now remember what one I ended up going with. Maybe the rubbish. The the. I think you got the. I think you got the rubbish. Yeah. Rail, but yeah, exactly. So right. too. So maybe I'll, I'll 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 crack that on a future pod and tell you there how. There you go. Yeah. So uh, great beers tonight, guys. This is episode number one ninety eight. Uh, so we're two episodes away from two hundred, uh, which is amazing since we thought we might do like twenty of these fucking things. Uh, but we've done. We're going to end up doing 200 of these damn things. So uh, we'll have some uh, hopefully some special stuff going on for number 200. Um, maybe some, uh, maybe some giveaways. Maybe some uh, do some trivia. Maybe something like that. So it'll be fun. Uh, let's talk about the loons, guys. A uh, couple things. Well, the big thing, the big news this last week was the fact that uh, our interim head coach decided to leave. Yeah. He wasn't even the head coach yet. And he's like, well, I'm going to go find other opportunities. So now our interim head coach is the former coach of MNUSC number two, the Deuce. Uh, I don't need his his name escapes me. Uh, Cameron Knowles. Cameron Knowles. Cameron Knowles. Okay. So, uh, yeah, interesting things going on. I my hope is that uh, maybe they're in the process of hiring somebody. And this is just so, a formality. So um, about that, Tony, um, there was a post on Twitter uh, recently by the Wonderwall. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they uh, were understandably after Sean McCauley left. Uh, they were just kind of like, that's it. Like we're as supporters, yeah. we are super, super frustrated, just like uh, just like the rest of us are. And so mm -hmm. they actually met with some of the front office um, at Minnesota United, and they released this statement on Twitter, and it reads like this. Uh, As supporters of MNUFC, this offseason has been frustrating. While we applaud the selection of Khaled El Ahmad as a good first step, the lack of a permanent head coach going into the preseason is less than ideal. After meeting with members of the team, we are confident that there is work being done behind the scenes and hopeful that these changes will eventually bring the long-term success we all desire. Minnesota fans understand more than most that our teams may not win titles every season, but we do expect our teams to be managed professionally, to be competitive, to be fun to watch, and to show appreciation for the fans. We understand the need for confidentiality in this process, but hope that the team is able to provide all fans of the club with insights and information to help build faith and confidence that MNUFC is committed to success on and off the on and off the pitch. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, uh, they they say they're confident that you know the front office is doing something. I I wouldn't trust anything this front office is telling you, mm. honestly. I mean, they have really pissed the bed here. I mean. 
to the to the point that I I can't imagine that they have anyone in the pipeline because they wouldn't I don't think they would have named Cameron Knowles as an interim if they had someone in the pipeline because they just wait. So I I have a feeling that you know they can tell the supporters whatever they want honestly. I, I don't have any reason to believe that they have any idea of what they're doing. Well, I don't think yeah. that they would they would need um to to name someone as the interim and while they look for a a new head coach because now that McCauley is gone, I mean it was one thing to to just kind of go with the interim for right now, but not, now that McCauley is gone, they have to have somebody running the team. Um, so I understand that, but if we don't at, at this point, this was nobody's plan. I, I have a hard time believing this was anybody's plan. So if if we don't have a coach going into the season now, then there's something severely wrong here. Yeah, and I, I yeah I you can re, you can read between the lines. It's really all you can do. I mean, I'm not sure I, I share the confidence of the supporters groups in the sense that I I don't expect this club, this front office, to tell them or you know supporters, us fans or anybody else, what they're planning. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to provide any details. I don't see that coming. Um, I guess you can look at it a couple ways. Um, maybe um, Macaulay, um, maybe he, the writing was on the wall for him. Like maybe he knew, maybe maybe there is something in the works. Maybe it's going to be coming quicker than most, or I shouldn't say most of us, but myself. I don't necessarily think that it's coming quickly, but maybe it is. Maybe that's why he left because he heard, he's inside the building. He heard that, okay, this is who we're pursuing. This is looking good. He's going to be coming in soon. And Sean didn't want to waste any time. He saw has another opportunity. He's going to take it now. Because remember, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about the possibility of, well, okay, fine. Let's not rush into this. Let's take our team time. Let's make a good decision regarding a future coach of this club. Um, and we had thrown out the possibility that, you know, maybe, you know, Sean McGauley, maybe he's an, a candidate for to lose that interim tag. Maybe he could be the future manager. Now, I don't know if there's betting odds. There isn't probably, but he probably would be far down that list. But, you know, that's a, a possibility that we floated. And certainly that's what I had thought was a possibility. Um, but I, I, I just I don't have confidence. I, I don't I would be blown away. I would be blown away, stunned, in fact, if if Minnesota uh, announces a head coach before the season starts. And I hope I'm wrong. I do, because it's not the best way for this to go. But I, it just makes me a little more upset with the way they dealt with it, dealt with the Heath situation. You know, if this when he, the Heath firing happened with two games left to play. I mean, so maybe they were doing something for the fans there. There was, you know, they knew everybody was upset. They knew the results weren't good enough. And so they just did it to hopefully please the fans. But at the same time, I had thought like some people that, Hey, maybe, you know, they're, they're going to fire him right now during the season to get a jump start on a coach. So we can have somebody in place in December in possibly in January at least, but I don't see it that way. And I hope I'm wrong. Well, the, I just don't see it. Yeah. The Heath, the Heath firing was more of a, he lost the locker room. Uh, I think we talked about that before. Uh, guys weren't playing up to what they should have been playing under Heath. And I think they just thought, well, if we get rid of them now, maybe we can jumpstart this team, give them the playoffs and things will magically happen and whatever. Well, they didn't. Um, so they got caught in a corner and now they're trying to, you know, get themselves out of this corner. And the good news is they got the GM to come over earlier. 
which should be helping a situation. Uh, the bad news is <laughs> that we have no idea if they're even who the heck they're even talking to. I mean, we we just we don't know. And yeah, yep. it. I guess this is major league sports in general. You really you kind of hear some rumors of who's getting talked to, or whatever. Um, as a if you're in a supporters group, I wouldn't expect the team to tell you anything. I mean. They're gonna keep it. They're gonna keep it tight to the vest here. They're not gonna say yeah. who, who they're signing, um, because to them it's a business, right? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I have trouble with supporters groups getting pissed off about this. I mean, I understand. Understand they do get pissed off about it, but this is a business, right? And the team is trying to do the best for their business. That's it. Hopefully. Yeah. And they think if they think this is the right way to go, this is the right way to go for them. You know, they're right. not going to change their minds, you know, by saying, well, hey, we're going to boycott this shit or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, not to not to go right at our supporters, but I think they're full of themselves. And I think that it's a bit uh, it's a bit of uh, what's the word? Um, pompous, maybe a bit arrogant to think that the team's going to tell them anything more than what yeah. they're going to tell anybody else. No one gives a shit about the supporters group. They don't. I mean, and it, cause Tony, you're correct. It's a business. The team knows that they can fill those seats with somebody else. The moment a supporters group disappears, they're going yep. to, it's not a problem. And so the fact that the supporters group thinks that they have any idea whatsoever of what's actually happening is, 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 just pretty arrogant. I think they're fooling themselves, but, um, and they can tell themselves whatever they want. Right. I mean, if they want to believe that, if that makes them sleep at night, that's fine. I I think, I, I I just think that all of this is just further evidence that this front office doesn't belong in major league soccer. I mean, they, you know, we still don't even know why our new, uh, whatever he general manager is why Mm -hmm. he's coming early i mean there's still a high probability that he got booted and now he's available right i mean yeah so potentially there there's no you know i i think this entire offseason went to hell in a handbasket real fast and i think mccauley left not because he saw the writing on the wall. He just knew, well, I guess he did see the writing on the wall, that he wasn't going to be the permanent choice. And that was reason enough to leave. And I don't blame him. He's a, I mean, yeah, he got out of, he he jumped ship on a sinking ship. Um, hmm. But again, it, we're not going to know these things. Yeah. They're not going to test these things. These things don't come out. And to think that they're going to come out and tell you is it's it's foolish, Right. Nowhere in major yeah. sports does anybody does the front office tell anybody anything. Either gets leaked, or you know, th- pretty much it gets leaked. You know, that's that's it. Yeah. They're not going to come out. Uh, Ballard's not going to come out and have a press conference and say, "Here's exactly what we're doing with the head coaching position." You know, to placate yeah. anybody. You know, and and I'm sorry. I, I supporters groups do a thing. They think. They believe they're partners with the team. They are partners with the team to a point. I get that. They do some community service stuff, which is awesome. 
they do some meetings with the front office with the front office and the team. That's awesome. They they do a great job of supporting the team. But it stops there. I mean, you have no say in what's going to happen on the business side of things. You know? Yeah. Nowhere. We should, yeah, nowhere, I mean, nowhere does that happen. I mean, nowhere. You know? No. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we'll say this, let's say this about the supporters groups that they have that Minnesota has that. I mean, they're obviously incredibly loyal fans and that's a great, you know, thing to have as a club. You know, you have that whole Wonderwall filled, you know, most games with supporters and supporter groups and that that's outstanding. So their loyal, loyalty is amazing. The, the one thing that I feel like they kind of try to do is they kind of try to use that loyalty as, you know, what do you want to call it? Like, a threat to the club, but it doesn't, yeah. it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, it might long-term though. I mean, if this, this, if, if the if Minnesota United, if they were to fall on multiple years where say they don't make the playoffs, they have a poor product on the field, they're not competitive, you know, you're, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to, the supporters groups will be frustrated. Ironically, they might be the ones still in the stands, but then you, you know, you might lose, you know, you might lose other fans. And so it's not going to happen next season. It's not going to happen maybe even the year after that. But, you know, if it could, it, depending on the product that's on the pitch for the next, say, five years or three years, I, you know, I don't want to use a three-year plan, but it almost feels like a, a maybe a competitive rebuild at this point. You know, that'll tell the tale. I mean, we'll see what happens. Because to think that it's not automatic that this that Allianz Field is is going to be a near sellout every MLS match day. It's not a given. It has been since you know certainly since they moved into Allianz, but uh, it's not a given long term. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's kind of a dumpster fire right now. Um, what else can you say? I mean, ever since it, Keith got let go, funny. it's been crazy. It's funny. I mean, yeah. it, it, we, we tried to, I saw a number of supporters and, and fans of the club try to spin, you know, say um, whatever was happening with the chief soccer, chief soccer officer and, and, you know, the Heath, Heath firing and, and the lack of having a head coach coming into training camp, you know, I, I, and I, I thought they're good takes, you know, trying to spin it positively. Like I mentioned, not rushing into things. Let's get the right coach for the future of this club not for the next nine months, but for the, maybe the next nine years. Um, but now it's hard to, it's hard to spin this one positive, you know, cause we don't know, you know, it's we don't January. know anything. And it just, like you said, Tony, that's a great meme for this situation dumpster fire, because it seems it's, there's a lot less positivity. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Let's uh, let's break off of the negative. Well, let's keep with the negative. Actually. I mean, we'll do one more negative story and there'll be yeah. some positive shit. Uh Good. We found out today that uh, the Loons' uh, second pick in the first round, which they paid a hundred thousand dollars in TAM or GAM, I believe. GAM, to, GAM. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Caldera uh, is going back to college. He is not signing with the Loons for this year. He will go back to college, and uh, I think for his, I believe his senior year or something like that. So, which is a blow because he's a He's a forward and we always need forward depth. And even if he didn't sign with the loons, maybe he'd play at MN at the deuce uh, and get some seasoning there. So um, what really this brings up guys is the fact that this just adds another year to him potentially getting injured in college soccer. And then 
you know, maybe declining in this. Who knows? I mean, it is a big thing. I mean, I'm sure the training staff wants to get a hold of this guy and be like, hey, let's let's do some training. Well, no, they can't. So, yeah, it and it's not. Yeah, it's not like you said, it's, it's not just it's kind of insult injury. It's not just losing, you know, a, a first round pick, you know, to get in, get in here, whether it's, you know, the club or the deuce or what. But, yeah, you lose that 100,000 gam. You know, just it doesn't look good. It just it's yeah. it it looks bad. I mean, these things happen, but it, I'd be interested to know if you know they obviously they gave away that hundred thousand gam in the trade to get that twentieth spot. I think it's twentieth overall in the first round. Um, I wonder if they. I, I'd like to know, you know, if were they targeting this player and you know were they you know really they, using that pick, hope, hoping yeah oh, you know because they they, they made it. they made the trade yeah they made the trade though before the draft started did they not. Or well, I would at assume they would have that it. trade. I mean, of course, this is Minnesota we're talking about, but I, I would assume they've made the trade with a certain player they had in mind. Of course, um, mm-hmm. when the draft starts, that throws all of your picks out of whack. But um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's um, they they must have had some idea with who they wanted, and when they traded up for this pick and they selected this guy, I mean, the good the good news is that um, we still have his MLS rights. Right, yeah, yes. so we, yeah, so right. the, that's the good news. Um, the of course the bad news is now we are down a forward, and well, yeah, we we are. But the good news is we still have uh, Hugo Bacharach, uh, Bert Bacharach's second that's right. nephew or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be related. I swear to God, he's got to be related. We still I have Bacharach. Really, I really like this guy Bacharach. You know, a Villarreal um, mm-hmm. academy prospect and. Uh, he went to uh, we draft we drafted him from where um um it was uh, Indiana wasn't it it was at Indiana that sounds right yeah. it was yeah. the same college we got Mason Toy out of um so right. Indiana has a good soccer program so I'm, I I really hope I think he played for Wake Forest for a little while too didn't he um yeah. for like maybe a a few years before joining Indiana but uh I love the fact that he's a Villarreal uh, academy prospect because. Uh, Villarreal at the time he was there, their program was amazing. So I'm hoping that he brings some of that talent over to, to Minnesota. And he's a big guy too. He's definitely the kind of young talent we need at at center back. Hope, yeah, that we can... you know, and he he also has played between center back and um, defensive mid, which that that sixth spot is an enigma for us i mean we've never i mean since ozzy left we haven't had any true six and you know i think our defense has shown its failures because of that um Mm -hmm. i think the big thing with with um this young man is that you know if he's athletic enough to play up and he's big enough to play back i mean if they develop him, right? You yeah. know, if he continues his growth out of college, I mean, he could be a really good true six. I think that would be the best place to have him. Even. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's, I, I think he's, you know, I have obviously haven't seen any video of him and I haven't read a whole lot about anybody else. Um, but for me, this is a really positive pick. So yeah. that's a good thing. Still got him to look forward to, which is always nice. So um I was wrong. Uh 
the uh, striker. He only he is actually a junior this year, so he's got two more years of eligibility left with his team. Um, so, oh boy, we'll so see he, what happens with him. So he's going into his junior year, or is he going yeah. into? Okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, see, you but, know, I don't know how that would actually play out because do we keep his rights even if he stays in a second year? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure think, we do. I yeah. think uh, since we drafted him, we signed his rights, and we keep those mm-hmm. until somebody until somebody buys them from us. And and so maybe yeah, I mean to get him in our you know to get him in our system, our system, Minnesota system would be would be a positive. But you know yeah, I, I like that angle. It's not a it's not a complete negative because you wouldn't expect him to come into the first club next year, you know this year and make an impact. So you know it's not the end of the world. It just kind of. It gives you a little sour taste, even though it, hey, you know, he spent it. If he spends another year in college and then comes up, you know, comes signs with the club, you know, maybe it all works out for the best. Maybe he gets significant, obviously significant playing time in college, you know, going into, you know, his next year. And so who knows? It could work out. Just one interesting nugget, you know, since we were talking about Hugo Baccarat, uh, the Spaniard, and uh, he actually, he be, he became and I knew we talked about it. You touched on it, Connor. Uh, Indiana. Um, he, but he became the seventh consecutive player drafted from the Hoosiers to be selected in the top ten, and then that that streak started with uh, in nineteen or er, nineteen twenty eighteen with Mason Toy, who was also of yeah. course drafted by Minnesota United. So that's interesting. I did not know that until just now. Indiana soccer soccer capital of the United States, right there. So there's Maryland, but uh, yeah, no, Indiana. No. Sorry. Um, let's transition to some better news uh, after this bad news we've had for the last two segments. Uh, the Loons came out their schedule. Uh, I think it was like what two weeks ago, Connor. It was uh, yeah. The, I think it came out on um, just before the New Year. I think yeah, about two 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 weeks ago. Yeah, um, uh... which. I'm excited about um, it's so there are a couple of interesting matchups. Of course, I love the uh, the Eastern Conference match matchups that are coming through. They don't really mean too much to us, but the one thing that pisses me off about it is that we finally get a chance to play in Atlanta, play against Atlanta, but we're yeah. in Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Come on, guys. Well, I I want to see. I I just want to be able to see Minnesota beat Atlanta in person. You know, like we, we've beaten them in Atlanta before, but we, we can't beat them here for some reason. That's all I want to see. And then all yeah. is right with the world, you know? Well, another thing that we have uh, going for us in here is that we have no inner Miami on our schedule. That's right. I believe. We're, yeah. We were, no, yeah. And no, probably, no be, it'll probably, probably be at least, well, it could be next year, I suppose. But yeah, we were there in Miami in what, 2021. <laughs> Yeah, not, not yep. just a year and a half ago. So I don't. Mm-hmm. But I suppose I mean because there's only I know the schedule. It's hard to it's hard to comment because they change. It seems like they change the formatting and schedule every year. But tip at least in the last couple of years, there's only been a handful of you know Eastern Conference opponents on the schedule. Period. So you got to figure it might be quite a few years before we see Miami again. But yeah, yeah I mean, I would suspect it won't be until 2026. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, glancing at the schedule, I mean, I'm just doing this really quickly here, but yeah, there there might be more than a few, but not much more than a few Eastern Conference opponents. I mean, and I mean home and away, 
uh, that mm -hmm. is. So uh, we have well, six Eastern Conference opponents this six. year. Six. Okay, and that I feel like that's uh, that's more than last year. And I, I'm. I think so. I felt like yeah. Yeah. Which and, uh, I don't know. I don't six out of thirty four. That seems like a. a a healthy number, so I, I don't mind that. Yeah, it's better than I think. We, I, I want to say, I, I, I feel like it was just three or four last year. I think you're Total, right because we away. played. I think we played a couple of Western Conference opponents three times last year. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, we keep our we keep our streak alive of playing an Eastern Conference team for our home opener on the second uh, of March. We're playing Columbus. That's right, right. Uh, Christian Ramirez is, returns home. Yeah, that's right. The snow opener, probably, maybe, yeah, potentially. And it's an uh, afternoon yeah. game. It is an afternoon game. It's a one o'clock game, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, we do get LAFC here in March as well, which is bad for them. Um, you know, those pansies out in LA. Now they're gonna take the cold weather. Um, I think another one that I was looking at was I believe we finish up decision day is actually here yep. uh against St. Louis. Yep. On the 19th of October. So that's a big one. Um, could be for some positioning in the playoffs, potentially optimistic, maybe, or it could mean nothing could mean. <laughs> yeah. Would, would, I don't know. Like to, My okay, so would you like to go back into the whole conversation about the head coach? Because it sounds like that's where we're heading right now. No, I'm yeah, no, it, it, that's kind of that Connor, you nailed it on the head because that I, I, my first, um, my first thought when I looked at the schedule after it was released not too long ago was I, I'm going down all the games from that. That one's going to be tough. That one's going to be tough. That one's going to be tough. That one's away. That one's be... I'm just like, and I think it is Connor. I think it is a function of my, maybe, you know, I'm usually optimistic about this club, but I think the negativity is starting to sink in with all the news and everything <laughs> like that. Even though, I mean, on, on paper, uh, on paper, the starting 11 for this club is not going to look too different from last year. It it could be solid. You know, you, you got Robin Lude returning. Um, you know, maybe this, you know, maybe, maybe we'll be fighting for a, a playoff spot right down to decision day. I, 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 it could go either way, really. We'll see what happens. Well, you know, um, the truth is, you, you, I'm glad you mentioned that Dave, because you're looking down and you're, you're looking at the, the players and how we might match up against the uh, opposing 11. And um, we could take a few of those on, you know, I, I think we could win our, our fair share, ga share games when you just look at that. But the fact that, oh. Oh. Died. that we don't have a coach right now and that whether or not oh, we yes. might hire what's going to happen with the schedule um, like right. with just the variable of no head coach is just throwing too much, um, throwing too, too much on, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but too much that we don't know yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and it's a shame. It almost feels like, you know, we get a little bit of negativity back to back years. Um, last year, of course, not having Reynoso for the first part of the season, that was kind of a, you know, now credit to the club playing in, you know, winning and playing in some tight, close competitive matches to keep us, you know, right in the playoff hunt until Ray's return, but no less, that, that was obviously kind of a negative way to start the season. And now we go into this season, 2024, on that, you know, riding a little negativity with the unknown that's going on in the front office and everything else with lack of a coach. So, yeah, it is a shame in regards to that. But, you know, I mean, doesn't that make you think even more this 
everything about this team and how it's run is just bad. I mean, our off seasons always mm-hmm. seem to be so. Ugh. It's yeah. almost like they just don't know how to manage an off season. Yeah, I mean, well, I get the the I get the Ray thing was. No, I mean the Ray thing could have been kind of on them too. We just don't really know all we'll never the details. Know of COVID, but, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, it's like there's just so much. It seemed I personally think every single season we go in not really sure what's happening. It doesn't seem like we ever have a full roster entering the season. Somebody's always planning on coming back or joining the team in, mm-hmm. you know, May or April or something. And it's always, there's always seems to be question marks of some kind looming over this team when we enter the season. Um, now, lately, last year and maybe this year, they've just been really bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, Look at these last two off seasons. I mean, they've been arguably, you know, the quietest off seasons we've had here since, you know, prior to the 2019 season, this one, yeah. especially quiet. And obviously, you know, they have their reasons, but it, I'm, it doesn't, you don't, you can't justify those reasons. Um, just, okay. So we don't have a head coach. We, you know, our, our CSO was late getting here and, you know, it's just, it does feel like a mess and it, it does kind of put us behind the eight ball already like last year without having Ray, we knew it was going to be an uphill, uphill sled. And it was, and now obviously I'm not surprised. Nobody should be that they haven't made any moves, significant moves. I should say they haven't filled the, you know, empty DP slot. And Mm -hmm. the talk of that optimistically is going to be in the summer transfer window, but you know, where's this club going to be in the table? You know, when that second window opens up. So it's, 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 as a fan, it's really, really frustrating because David, yeah, you said like, it just feels like it's been that way um, in recent history, and it has really. Now, with that said, I I'm looking at Orlando. Um, negatively, I'm going to be in Orlando the very next weekend. That's true. So I might have a hard time pulling two weekends in Orlando. But um, yeah. I what's interesting is when the schedule came out. I actually went back into our texts um, because mm-hmm. I said, oh, wait, it's actually an afternoon game, which mm-hmm. I was thinking, OK, I could go to the match and come back. But now I'm and looking can... at the schedule and it's 730 p.m. Central. I think so, they changed. Um, that, that's, that's not the game they changed. Sure. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't the game they changed. That's so now I'm wondering if they did change other things and they just didn't. The, I think they no. did because I saw, I, I did take a look through the schedule and I knew there had to be a mistake in there because I saw a couple mm-hmm. games that had a mm-hmm. kickoff time at 6 a.m. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so well, I was like, that that can't be right. That'd be interesting. <laughs> well, do that. I mean, we, we know all about the uh, Apple TV. TV and their 7.30 um, local time kick, um, but just look, it's interesting looking at the schedule. Um, the home opener is showing a, a 1 p.m. kick mm-hmm. local. Yeah. That's probably then, a nationally televised game. Well, it says it's on Apple TV MLS season pass, but maybe they haven't announced, the Fox or Fox Sports haven't announced or their ESPN. national broadcast no. yet. And then yeah. just, just a few weeks, few weeks later, um, in Philadelphia, uh, yep. I guess it'd be a 2 p.m local kickoff so mm-hmm. interesting in the first month of the season basically there's two non uh apple tv 7 30 p.m local slots so for this club so it's, that's different. it's warmer it's warmer during the day 
you know, you have to do those, yeah. you know, that's true. Yeah. Afternoon games when it's warmer, when the sun's actually out. Yeah. Um, you know, don't want anybody to freeze their nuts off, but, uh, yeah, there's there some, okay. So they do have, they do have Fox on because we have a game against Seattle on August 24th that says that's, Fox. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm looking at. And that's the and only I think game. that's the only one, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only home game at least where it's uh where it's a five PM uh kickoff, oh. which I'm assuming is because um it's Pacific, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that's the only one I can also take Austin to this year. And it's the same exact game I took him to last year. It was against Seattle, it was August twenty sixth, and it was a three thirty kickoff. Mm-hmm. So I was kinda hoping for some uh different team this year, but um, and that's been kind of the, I mean, it hasn't been kind of the argument since this Apple TV deal started. We've seen it on social media. I've talked about it. The late, later starts. Um, and people say, well, the kids aren't in school during that time. Well, I'm not talking about the kids who are school kids. I'm talking about like the Austin kids who, you yeah. know, in previous years, you had at least three, four, five, maybe six games that started around the yeah. one o'clock, three o'clock, one o'clock time. two o'clock. Yeah. You know, on a Saturday, and now you yeah. don't have that anymore. You just, you just don't. You know, yep. it's it's gone. So, um, yeah, Orlando is an interesting one uh, due to the fact it's also during uh, spring training down in Florida. So uh, maybe. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's two months away. You know, I'm still going. I'm going to London, guys. Supposedly in October. Uh, we had to cancel last trip, but uh, we're, we're we're rebooked. I guess we're. Good to go. So, yeah, that's good. We booked we'll for October that. of next year. Uh, this this year, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's so. 2024 now. Yeah, it is 2024. Okay. We haven't talked since 2023. Happy New Year, guys. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's get out of loons talk, guys. Let's talk some Minnesota soccer history. Connor, do you have a little bit for us? I might just have a little something for you. You know what? I need to go all the way back to January. My calendar. So let's look at today is January 7th. Um, guess what, everybody? Nothing happened today in January no 7th. Sh- no it's, shit. Nothing has happened in the history mm-hmm. of Minnesota soccer on January 7th. So um, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all I have for you guys. Thank you very much. No, I'm just kidding. Um, right, I can right. tell you, I can tell you that um, uh, three days from now on January 10th, uh, was the signing of two different players in two different years. Um, do you want to guess who 2019's signing was? Um, oh. In in January 10th, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. He, ooh, ooh, let he me was, get. Tw- oh, okay, Dave, Dave, go for it. You said 2019 January. 2019 January 10th. Yeah. Yep. Dave, I thought you had a guess here. Yeah, I thought it I wasn't met near, was it? It was not Metnir. Metnir, no. You're too late, I think, on that. Oh, oh, one more guess. One more guess. Go for it. The uh, goalkeeper. Nope. The, um... uh, no, okay. Vito Manone. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. No, uh, <laughs> it, uh, so I'll give you guys a hint. You're he too was, late. Uh, we've already mentioned him on this episode. Ooh. Shit. Was it Ray? Oh. It was not Ray. 2019. Mm-hmm. Well then, I feel like Ozzie? I no. It was Ozzy, yeah, yeah, okay. Ozzy, all right, all right, all right. Ozzy Alonso, and then we'll go oh, two shit. years. We'll go two we, years uh, earlier. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We uh, 
talked about that, I believe, at a podcast at the uh, Robinsdale Brewing. The uh, what's Robinsdale the brewery there? Rick and Wart. Yes, we talked about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Nice, nice. You're in my neck of the woods here. We were. Um. Then we'll go two years earlier on the same day in 2017. Um. I'll give you another hint about this guy. Uh, everybody knows his name, but everybody's glad he's not here. Oh, shit. There's a lot of guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's what also year was it? Uh, 2017. And I know it's got to be Francisco. Calvo, uh, no, it's not, it's not him. Alexi no. Gomez. It's not Gomez. Alexi Gomez. Uh, he is the only Norwegian to play for us. Oh, shit. Oh, What's his name? Rasmus Schuler. Nope, he's sure. finished. Oh, that's right. Oh. He's finished. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Norwegian. Norwegian. Ibsen. I'm just kidding. Oh, um Elvbosch. No, I don't think he's I think he's Swedish, actually. Oh, is he Swedish? Mm. Yeah. God. We're, 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 we're terrible at our, mm. at our Minnesota signings. Um mm -hmm. so you guys want me to just tell you? Yeah, please. Yeah. I'm um, fine. Yeah. Vadim Demidov. Oh, oh Demidov. Man. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> that that fucking guy, Jesus. Yeah, okay. What did he play? Did he play like two matches for us? Yeah, I think he was he was the first ever captain uh, for Minnesota United in MLS. Oh play. yeah, oh Isn't yeah. That crazy. I mean, that's freaking nuts. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is kind of goes into the whole I'm trying to think who I was having a conversation with yesterday on Twitter. Um, one of the fans was saying that the loons are turning into the Timberwolves as the worst uh run team ever mm, in, mm. in sports history. I had to I had to kind of deny that because I said, well, look at the Los Angeles Los Angeles Clippers from like 84 to 2014. They were terrible. And Don Sterling ran that team and he was a fucking shit show right there. Um yes, the Timberwolves were terrible. The Loons at however in their first year two three were kind of shittily run as well. I mean, I mean some of the signings they made were not. Yeah, not that's true. didn't sign a DP until 2018. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's I, it's just yeah, can, yeah. I, I'm, I'm we we all knew the stadium was coming. We all knew they had their three year plan. We knew they weren't going to be the Atlanta United coming out that year. Oh, what, God, we, no. I mean, we at least we knew that. I mean, would I have preferred to be? Competitive, you know, instantly, sure. But I, I think they kind of prepared us for some mediocrity those first couple yeah. of years. So. Arthur Blank was wasn't he like like the was it Home Depot? Is he Home Depot guy? Is Arthur Blank the Home yeah. Depot guy? Is he okay? Oh, yeah. I think so. so yeah. You have the owner of Home Depot who runs the team, and the owner of well, Bill McGuire, nothing made his money off of stock options for United Health. Now, which one's going to spend more money? Honestly. Right. You know? Right. That's yeah. I think we I think we all came we all came into this going it, we are going to build a team not based on signing hugely like expensive guys. We're going to build a team like making some choices and hoping find diamonds in the rough. Renault so not really diamond in the rough but a guy who can sign stuff like that. But their first couple signings were just like totally stupid. Yeah. I mean, Demidoff was just ugh, gross. You know? Yeah. 
But yeah, and here we are now. I wonder if I not can signing, anymore. not not signing anybody. Yeah. Just waiting in the wings. You know, yep. I I truly believe that the loons and the twins actually talked this off season and said we should not sign anybody. We should just but stay the course. You know, thousand points of light. Stay the right. course. You know, I should thank Blank Blake for uh, sending over some information on some rumors. Like you know, they might be signing. Uh, there's rumors here for Alejandro. Oh, Braun, that that Costa guy? Rican international. I mean, <laughs> I'm you know, dudes, I, thanks Blake for sending the information. But it, the you know, like, but we all know that. Oh. Yeah, the dude's it, transfer. It, it, he, he doesn't like nothing. Yeah, no, it does, like, no, nothing jumps out about him i mean yeah. he's a young player you know but yeah it's it, with some international experience for costa rica but yeah otherwise he doesn't exactly jump out i just thought i'd light it up a little and say well there's rumors does, at least <laughs> does he have does he have a highlight package they can put on youtube or twitter i haven't seen because it if they, they do, don't but uh because they don't then i don't care i want my highlight package i want to know um no it's been a Guys, it's been a it's been a shit show for an offseason and, and signing is just like the it has icing icing on the top of the cake here in terms of like what the fuck we're doing. Um, to think we were hoping we'd have a fun offseason to talk about uh signings and new coaches and all that. But God. No. The talent is there. Yeah. I just I don't I don't know. Yeah. I get I get fired I get fired from M and UFC on FIFA or not FIFA EA Sports Soccer so I don't want to talk. About <laughs> did that. you really? <laughs> did you? I did. <laughs> I did get fired in my second fucking year, guys. In my second year, okay. Wow. I bring them to the freaking uh, Cup final, and they're like, "Well, fuck you! You didn't do enough with your youth guys, so you're fucking gone." Yep. I know why they fired you, Tony. Why's that? I know why they fired you because you sold Reynoso. I did, but I had a, yeah, I had a good camp, thirty million off of him. I did, and I bought some other great players off of him, and I had a great youthful team. I had a good, I mean, I had a team that seriously, if M and UFC wants to see the team I had, they should come to my house, take a look at the guys I bought from other leagues. And they were good young players. They they did very well. I mean, there's no denying it. Yep. And also, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, our forward found the fountain of youth somehow. A uh, Pookie. I don't know how the Pookie. fuck he kept doing it, but yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, um, well, great, Connor. Great history today. Two signings that uh, one. One good signing. One terrible signing. Good. Yep. Pookie's only 33 years old. I mean, he's got. Good... 10 years left, right? Well, he in the game, he retired after the second season. So that was it. He mm. was ah, gotcha. He was in. He's out. But um, guys, let's go on to their funny story for the day. And, and I'm going to preface this by saying uh, that it's a funny story, but I, we don't know what this guy's issue was. Um, but uh, and and why he did what he did. But uh, originally, when I sent the story out to you guys, uh, Dave thought Leeds was in England. There, <laughs> I don't think there's any Bass Pro Shops in England. Though. Here's, yeah, here's what happened. I think you you said, Tony, here's the story I'm going to run with, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just saw the high, high headline. I think it said something about 
you know, somebody falling into it. I don't, I'm going to, I don't want to spoil it, but bottom yada, yada, yada. Isn't this the USA or something like that along those lines? Oh, I thought this was the USA or something like that. I thought this was the US. I don't want to butcher it. And then I think I clicked on the link and then that it brought me to da 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 leads da 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 and i oh, just yeah, saw yeah. leads and i'm like oh i'm like oh i saw I, I saw this story but i thought i didn't know it was in england and then of course later on in the evening i had a chance to actually watch the video and uh that you're going to describe and uh oh not leeds england okay it's leeds alabama uh mm. man strips naked jumps into bass pro shops leeds aquarium and knocks himself unconscious so uh, he's in custody uh, after he jumped naked into a massive aquarium at the Brass Pro Shop in Leeds Thursday night. The 14-year-old man was reported to be acting erratically and drove a vehicle into a pole in the store parking lot. After the crash, he got out of his vehicle, took his clothes off, ran to the Bass Pro Shop, and jumped into the aquarium. Uh, video taken by Bison showed the man do a cannonball in the aquarium and later stand under the waterfall. Uh, two police officers began to walk up the stairs. The man exited the water Yelled some of the officers and then dove back into the water. Uh, he continued to shout mm, something to officers before he climbed. He climbed over the side of the aquarium and dropped to the concrete floor below, appearing to be knocked out by the fall. He was handcuffed. When he woke up, he tried to struggle. Uh, <laughs> I just don't understand. I got again. Yeah. I, uh, I well, I'll say this. I I watched the. I didn't the way you describe it tony well done first mm -hmm. of all but mm -hmm. i only watched i mean i think i just lost interest but i only watched like the first 10 seconds of the video where it shows him originally dot jumping in i should say and yeah he was clearly naked that's all i'll say but well, i'm um, just glad the camera was so far back you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was pretty wild because yeah, yeah because you saw him swimming and he was straight up against the glass there yes yeah if you were There's closer you saw everything there was a meme going around saying, I was in the pool, Dave. I was in the pool. Remember, Dave? <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the Bath Pro Shops uh, Aquarium. Uh, but we don't... I wonder. Again, we don't know what this guy... Uh, supposedly, he's undergoing some uh, evaluations, potentially, for mental health. We don't know if he was on anything. We don't know if he was like... You know, we don't know all the backstory of this. So... You know, hopefully this isn't a sad story about a guy going off his rocker. Uh, but again, it's it's America, guys. Bass Pro Shops has a pool. Jump on in, you know. I mean, uh, I've been in our Bass Pro multiple times, and I've always wondered how many people have tried to. Well, not the big tank like this guy did. But like they have, they have a lower one in a couple of that minute where you can just like walk in. And so I've always kind of wondered how many people would do something like that. Um, I and and you maybe you'll, like when I first saw the story, I think I saw the story, Tony, before you sent us the link. But again, I I didn't spend more than ten seconds and said, oh, you know, and moved on. Seeing the initial like guy jumping into a a uh, aquarium. And I guess that that doesn't really shock me anymore. Maybe it should. Um, but my, I, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like not that long ago, and maybe you guys have seen this either. I, I, and it might not have been a Bass Pro Shop, but it was a similar kind of store 
somebody literally caught a fish out of a tank like that what? and walked out. Like they, that was yeah. that was it was a big wow. David that was, about Myers. This, was that was Fort Myers. Yeah. That was Fort yeah. Myers. That was Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah. We no were talking kidding. about it before you came on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. Okay. So I won't, we yep. don't have to rehash it. But yeah, like I remember seeing that story not long before I saw this one. I'm like, oh boy, what is going on? So yeah, at least, yeah. You know, there I there clear motive in that in that story though. You know, okay, you want this fish, you can sell it for whatever. It, yeah, there's you know, a lot of there's a motivation. That was straight up stealing, you know, whereas this is a different kind of story. Yeah, yeah. It's uh again, the bass pro shops are not for swimming or taking fish. They're right. they're just for show, everybody. Oh. Just for so show. Fort Fort Myers, was it a bass pro shops for the record? Yeah. You know, or yeah. was it it was okay. So we've got we've got the Gander Mountain down the street here in Rogers, and I look in those pools they've got. They've actually got a bunch of fish, and then they got the little whatever. And I'm like, I wouldn't even think about jumping in that shit. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. yeah, I mean, used to see people in the malls, guys. People would like sometimes see hear about people like jumping in the fountains at the malls and getting the money out of there and shit like that. But it's gross. Why? Ridiculous. Yeah. So hopefully if this guy has issues, he gets help he needs. Uh, but again, the Bass Pro Shop fishing pond is not for swimming. Not for swimming. Dave? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Talking to you, Dave. Or <laughs> or Shields. Dave, or Shields. That's right. Shields. And Shields. Um. Yeah. So, anything else you guys want to say before we get the fuck out of here today? Yeah, guys. Um, I got a little announcement for you guys. That... So, you guys know that I do trivia every Tuesday at uh at Stanley's in Northeast Minneapolis. Yes. Uh, every Tuesday night at eight p.m. Uh, I have another show. Everybody, it's uh, it's it's another trivia show, uh, but with the same company at Pub Eight One Nine in Hopkins. And, Holy shit! Uh, and uh, it's at uh, eight PM every Monday. So if you feel like coming out, seeing some trivia, Monday, Tuesday, Monday at Pub Eight One Nine, Tuesday at Stanley's in Northeast. Uh, Stanley's could always use some more trivia goers. They are a little bit less busy than Pub Eight One Nine, but uh, yeah, coming out and and see me for trivia. I'll uh, and. Um, I'll make sure you get your score sheets. I'm not sure about any points, uh, points bonuses, but uh, but I'll make sure you get your score sheets. All right. No, Dave and I are going to We want we want to get out yeah. to we want to get well, to Stanley's at some point. We do because I I I mean, how long have you been doing this, Connor? The trivia. Uh, at Stanley's, it's been about six months now. About six months. Six months, yeah. And I feel like we only learned about this, you know two months ago or something like that. Yeah. And we need to give you more plugs. We need to get our listeners down there as well. So yeah, we, we should plug that a little more often. So I'm trying to write, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I only started a few days ago, but I'm trying to write more soccer questions for, for my, there you uh, go. my nice. trivia guys. So uh, hopefully that we can, hopefully we can include some more and that's, yeah. that's so. a good way to lose. That's a good way to lose an audience. Connor really is. <laughs> yeah. I'll get a new audience. Um, no, no, it's, <laughs> uh, so now so now so now they've given you like two and now like at what point like in a year is it going to be well i'm doing it all week now 
Well, you know? I'm, and I haven't told my last this yet, but I'm only doing this as as long, um, and, until my wife, um, my wife and I have the second child, uh, due on, sorry, sorry. uh, January twenty first. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the actual pod yet. Actually, I, I've, uh, oh, um, I know I told you guys, but uh, Jan- January twenty um, first. Did I say January? Holy. I meant June. You um, did. That's that sounds. That sounds. <laughs> I was doing the math. I'm like, that's like, two. Weeks there's no now. way. Yeah. It's uh Wait. June twenty first. We we have ske- we have officially scheduled uh going in for June twenty first. Uh so now, now if you have now if you have a boy, you're gonna name him Dallas. If I have a boy, I'm gonna name him Philadelphia okay. Union. Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Philadelphia Union Ellis. There, uh, there you go. We do actually know it is a boy, and um oh, we wow. are not a hun- we're not a hundred percent uh on a name yet but we're we're pretty sure we're pretty sure it's just, just i'm sure remember, it'll be dallas and i'm just yes you, remember you Dave. Yeah. Dallas. just remember when they say it could be a boy there's a good chance it could be a girl our friend right, johnny good chance. i mean i mean no not that's the other way around i'm sorry my bad i think it's the uh, other it's way around yeah girls, yeah that's right it's all yes yeah, way. First. i'm sorry i thought i thought about johnny johnny was supposed to have a girl and then he ended up having a boy uh, uh, that was that was with a small. We got uh, we got a DNA test done pretty early, so it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I think that pretty much confirmed it. I don't know if it's uh, it. I don't know if it can change from that. I I highly doubt it, but I don't know if it can change. But um, but yeah, it was so, annoying, so I'm I'm assuming that's what it what it was. So you're saying like mm, eighteen years. Austin and boy number two can take over the podcast from us. That's good. We that's can what do I'll that. give them for all their lives. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, Lunacy. I don't think Dave, David, I don't think your your son wants to do anything with the podcast. Probably not. Yeah, he's not a soccer guy. Yeah, we'll just call it not. Lunacy Legacy. There you go, Lunacy Legacy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, fantastic. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to mention that uh, Grand Holler is still playing shows up in the Duluth Superior area. I know we weren't on before the New Year. They did a New Year thing uh, at, I think it was a brewery actually in Superior. I can't remember the name of the brewery, but they did a New Year's Eve uh, concert up there. Um, I did want to get uh, my my cousin's husband, Andy, who's the lead singer of that band, on the podcast. He's Yeah, he's still thinking about it. Um, I think he did mention that hopefully he'll, they'll do some, uh, more, uh, uh, shows down near here. Maybe they'll move a little further South, which would be fantastic. Cause I'd like to get to a show. Um, but yeah, go listen to him. Go, go on Spotify or a- Apple or whatever and look up grand holler and download their shit. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, also, uh, like I said before, our 200th episode is coming up. Um, so if anybody has any ideas of what they want to hear on our 200th episode, give us a shout out on the Twitter machine or Facebook even or Guys, Twitter we X. Show. We have a game show X. for that that episode too. Game show? I have we a do. game show prepared for you guys. Oh, shit. We have a game show. Yep. Connor has a game show. Oh, my God. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic. Just a short one, but wow. it'll, short it'll, one. it'll be enter- entertaining. Yeah. yeah. How many times has Tony been drunk on the podcast? 
Thanks. Well, let's see. Episode two hundred, so one hundred and ninety-four. Thanks. Well, let's see. Episode two hundred, so one hundred and ninety-four. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Four thirty-six. Jeez, that's a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah. So anything else, guys, before we get out of here? Hmm. All right. For myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Go Go pack Reds. go. Go pack go. Go back home. Go with us. <laughs> Go with us. <laughs>